This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, hello again. Thanks for joining us here at uh, Trust Towers for this here Shrimps Trust podcast. Uh, we are all refreshed and reinvigorated after the international break. Let's hope everyone at the club is too. Uh, so this week we're going to reflect on uh, recent events. We look forward to the home games coming up as well. Uh, in the company of my uh, colleague in crime, uh, Joel. Hello, Joel. Hi, Reese. Uh, the resilient and resourceful, resource, I'll try that again in English. The resilient and resourceful boardroom guru, uh, Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, welcome along. Good evening, David. And perhaps the most welcome guest we have ever had on this here humble podcast, uh, the shrimps legend, that is the kit man, the six million dollar man, the irrepressible Les Dewhurst. Les, great to have you here. Well, I'm glad I'm here as well. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Yeah, I think it's right. I, I, yeah, I just thought it was perfect, perfect to have you on because obviously the first thing we're going to talk about is a game that you were at but you didn't see much of, Wigan. <laughs> um, yeah. Joel, um, you were there. I was watching. Charlie was there. Um, I, I thought in the home game they were a good side. They were a good, one of the best sides I've seen and I know they only just beat us with a dodgy header but... I thought they looked a decent side, and they proved it uh, at the uh, at the DW. Yeah, no, they're a very good side. I think I think we played quite well, to be honest. We worked hard. You know, we had a little uh, in that first half. There were a couple of uh, you know a couple of moments and kind of little periods of play where we, you know, we were putting them under a bit of pressure. I think Cole has quite a good lob tipped over the bar by the keeper. It's come quite a see from our end, but yeah, you know. Uh, some really, you know, I thought there was some really quite encouraging stuff, but then just you know, soft goals, uh, and in fairness as well, they're, they're good quality. You know, they've got I think Josh McGuinness on the first one to get his direct the header across goal like that, really good of him to do that because you know, he's a he's arguably a championship striker or top end league one striker. So, you know, when you've got players of that caliber, then you know, sometimes they they they, they, could, they are able to pull off things like that. Second half, come back into it, really good to see a bit of a reaction. Get the penalty, put it away. Very nice from uh, Dylan Conley. Good to get his first goal because he's been very good under Derek recently. And then, yeah, just from there, looked like we had a bit of momentum, and then that 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 third goal kind of kills it really. Again, but I mean, it's it's a funny one because I, I kind of I look at it and I don't think well, we we're in very good quality. Obviously, I think they didn't really blow us away for large parts of the game. But it's just one of those where you got a team. At Wigan, who the high in confidence, they've done very well since the turn of the year. They're very much in the ascendancy. They, they look like they're marching towards all night promotion. Look like they might even be able to have a go at sneaking the title against Rotherham after they've dropped a bit of form. And you know, you can see that the blood's up. You know, they've got the confidence high. And you know, we've just come off the back of quite a difficult week. Uh, you know, and it's just some one of those where you just see a team in confidence and they are just able to assert themselves into games very much like we did at the end of last season. I remember, you know, we just won. And, you know, it's, it's one of those on the bright side. I suppose that's the, uh, the most difficult game of our running out of the way. So, 
things are going to get better surely. Yeah, you, you're probably right. It probably is the most, on paper, the most difficult game we face. Um, and I agree completely watching it. I, I never really think they had to really get out of second gear to, to put us to the sword. But I think there's a lot to be said in what you said. I agree completely. They look like a side full of confidence who were just sort of doing things on autopilot. We looked like we were trying really, really hard and defending to our best of our abilities, but we didn't look like a team. We just looked like a collection of individuals who were trying to re- really work hard and and uh, and do what was instructed of them, and it didn't quite come off. But um, I was listening to the listening to the commentary, uh, and it was the Wigan commentary that I was listening to, and they were completely indignant when the penalty was given and couldn't understand what it was given for, which made me laugh because I was like, "Well, that was a stone wall penalty. We've had about five of them not given, so it was." And I know it made no difference in the end, but it was nice to be given one for a change. Yeah, it was nice to see it given to me. So I, I can't. It looked a little bit like handball from my where, where I was, and I'll be honest, I wasn't entirely sure when watching it because you never are in the stadium a lot of the time, uh, unless it was that one on Colony and against Bolton, and I was very sure of that one. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I just shout with everybody else as you do when handball, when any, whenever the ball goes anywhere near somebody's uh, chest, stomach, top of your shoulder. You just yell for handball, don't you? But yeah, it looks like, looking on the replay, it looks like the right call. So nice for it to come off for once. Shame it didn't lead to anything, but, you know. And looking back at that game, Charlie, it was probably the hardest game we face. And it didn't come right for us in the end. But um, you've just got to look at it and say, right, OK, we have to put that aside and move on, don't you? Never in the history of the many, many, many international breaks from Morecambe Football Club has one come at, the, come at a better time. Um, um, you know, when you're a multinational, international cap uh, squad like we have, um, it's, been, it's been a good time to have the, have the, uh, the break. And the point is that things that bigger than football happened that day. Um, and it makes, the perspective is there for all to be seen. And the, uh, the amount of uh, well-wishing messages to Les that went out there um, it was, was, was shows how how uh, highly valued he is by everyone in the club, uh, from all the angles of all the different affiliations with the club, and um, you know the win game was always going to be tough. But two weeks off, time now to not talk about that anymore. I feel like we've got we've got a seven game season. We've just got into it now. We're just going to try our damnedest to right some wrongs and uh, get get a bit of get everyone behind us on. Saturday and Tuesday and uh, try and get some points because um, looking at the form of everyone, he's, he's, you know, I know, I know we're talking about 50 points, but, you know, maybe 41, 40, 40 or 41 might do it. So yeah. try and get as many on the board as possible and see what happens. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's a good way of looking at it is we've got a seven-game season and everything starts from now and you've just got to put everything that's happened out of your mind. Yeah. Um, look, looking at that that game, Les. Obviously, things took a turn for the worse for you, which we'll come to in a bit. But um, I, I know I was uh, keeping an eye on on the social media things, and I know uh, your daughter Colette said uh, you'd woken up in hospital after you'd done your treatment, and uh, said, "How did we get on?" And she went, "We lost four one." And you went, "Oh no, <laughs> is that true?" Yeah, yeah, isn't it? When when you, all of us here, we know. <clears throat> We know what it's like, supported the club for years and watch hundreds, not thousands of games. And it's in us, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. And it's the only thing I ever really talk about at home. I don't talk to our lass other than... 
you know, we put room on our own and yeah, I don't know what we talk about anymore. <laughs> I tell her to shut up about her work and then I tell her about mine, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, it was, it was the first thing because it's massively important. You know, <laughs> so you, you didn't ask what had happened to you. <laughs> did what? You didn't ask what happened to you. <laughs> oh, I knew what was going on, I. <laughs> so uh, we'll look. We'll look ahead um, to the start of our seven-game season. Uh, we've got Burton Albion at home on Saturday, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about the away game because I think we came away from a three-two defeat at the Pirelli Stadium, and that it's one of the few times that I can say three-two probably flattered us, Joel. Yeah, it, it was a funny game, really. You know, taking the lead so early on, and I mean, it was lovely for about five minutes, and then. <laughs> And then, obviously, you know, a couple of defensive kind of lapses. I think that was at the start. I mean, look, going back, I'm just going back to when it, well, it might be the end of November, beginning of November, uh, end of October, beginning of November kind of time. I think that was kind of towards the start of that, you know, slightly bad run uh, over November, December. I think, yeah, it, it was, it was a, it was, it was a difficult game um, on the Friday night. But uh, yeah, just sorry, I'm just trying to remember what happened in it, but. Uh, and the, they were all over us. Yeah, um, yeah, they I were. They, they could have had ten. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we just we just seemed to get a bit unstructured after quite a good start. I remember they they scored, and I think after that first goal that they scored as well, we just seemed to kind of lose a bit of a grip on things after we had what you think is a perfect start. So you know, hopefully we won't see anything like that. Hopefully uh, we'll be looking to clear any corners that come in at the near post, nice and promptly. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, fingers crossed that we know. We, I, I don't expect to see anything like that. Uh, I have, um, see, also, I don't expect to see Liam Gibson scoring anytime soon either. That was no, a pretty fair Yeah, but uh, if you remember, I think Cole got one back in the ninety plus two or something like that to make it three two, and it made it look it made it look like it was a closer game than it actually was, Charlie. That, that was another unusual. Sorry, that was another unusual one. Cole scoring a header. Yeah, true. Does. Yeah, true. I think that's uh, that is a, that is a, a rare, well it, along with Liam Gibson's party piece that's the both collectors out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're a decent side uh, and they can cause us problems. But we've we've got to be, well, as you said, Charlie, we've got to put everything out of our mind and just look to what we can do, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think you know the uh, not to use Les's uh, recent events in in in, 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 in taking advantage of that, but you know this do it for Les campaign that that not do that. We want to keep keep Les happy, keep him keep him not 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 um, not uh, you know getting too stressed, and whenever game four 0 he'll be happy man. So do it for Les, everyone. Well, yeah. we're doing it, we're doing it for the club because obviously we really really we need to be carry on enjoying this season. It's been difficult, but we've been to some great places, and we still got to go to a couple of places yet. My funniest memory of Les this year going to places is when we went to Wickham. I don't know if you were there, Joel, and yeah. Trees, but it was absolutely hammering down with rain. And <laughs> there, was, there was only like feet, there was, there, was, there was no seat for Les in the dugout. So he had to sit on, on, on outside the dugout and, and again, we, we chucked him an umbrella out of the stands and he sat there in an umbrella for about a second, but then, then didn't want to look like a, didn't want to look like a, like a wimp, so he just threw the umbrella on the floor, sat there in the rain for half an hour while, we, while they put four goals past us. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing a Steve McLaren, having my umbrella up, 
on touchline. I'll uh, Wally with the brolly. <laughs> Wally with the brolly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, you know, we've got these two games to, uh, to, 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 to try and get some on the board. You know, they're going to in the second. We had, we had a good game against them as well. But, um, we've got we've got the community day, and we've only got four three hundred and seventy tickets left for me to sell out the ground, which is unbelievable. Um, and we just got to get behind the club, get behind the lads, get behind uh, the the. I know we made I know the lads have been under pressure with, with, with a bit of criticism on social media, but you know we've got to be behind, got to be keep together, and really 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 go for it in this seven game season. Now in my my, my mind, we haven't played any games yet. We've we've just we've just got to start again and. Try and get some on the board on Saturday, and they aren't—they aren't in good form. They are mid-table. They haven't to play for, but that doesn't mean anything. We've still got to concentrate and and uh, and uh, do the best job we possibly can. I think um, I think Joel, being our uh, our resident techie expert, uh, perhaps you could, um, if you could get the um, all the Burton Albion squads um, emails and texts and send them uh, Jet Two. Holidays abroad and uh, exotic escapes websites, so that on Friday night they can all look at their holidays. That would be good, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can. Maybe not email, but send a few tweets off to them, maybe. But yeah, that's the thing. You kind of hope at this time of the season that a few teams might be on their holidays, but you, you never know, really. You, you well, they did us a favour because the other, the other day, I think it was only the weekend, I did a Parkinson's football walking football tournament at St George's Park. Yeah, I saw that. We were staying in the, in the hotel in St George's Park on the Friday night where Fleetwood was staying. So speaking to the Fleetwood coaches and players, like, it was like, I hope you don't, don't, don't ever sign you tonight, boys. Don't ever sign you at the, at the, at the restaurant. And then I'm going to set the fire alarm off and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what, what time do you want to hear? Mid, 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 midnight week wake-up call. So the Fleetwood guys were really friendly. They came to the tournament and, and said hello to everyone, which was great of them. But they did this massive favour that day. Fleetwood were 2 0 up, weren't they? Yeah. And Burton came back and scored three goals. So it shows what they're capable of. I know that was at home, but. Um, yeah, you know, their home record is particularly good, actually. So uh, it's the thing that's kept them mid table. So uh, I'm uh, away, then they're a bit, they're hopefully a bit flaky. And Saturday, even they're hopefully a bit more flakier. Um, Going to be going to be tough though, Les, isn't it? Because uh, you remember the game at the Pirelli and uh, a Friday night there, they give us a bit of a run around. Yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> after we scored, we seemed to go backwards a bit, and um, it just gets depressing, doesn't it? When you, you we're not even getting near the ball, no chances, and like they're going to score six or seven. So yeah, just very difficult. It's been like that nearly all season. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough division, and Derek himself has said the gap the gap between League Two and League One is a lot bigger than people think, and you just have to look at teams who are just outside the playoffs who are probably going to miss out, possibly possibly Ipswich. You know, it's like ooh, crikey, you know. So look at the game. That's just Derek joined. Look at the game. I can't I can't even say it's been ridiculous. Every team, every every form team in the league, we played them in the last five or six games. Even Shrewsbury on an amazing run. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thanks to beating us, but that's the way it is, isn't it? So we've got the re- rearranged game on Tuesday uh, against Oxford United. Uh, Oxford United at the Kassam. Uh, we played really, real, really well for about seventy minutes there, Joel, didn't we? Yeah, I thought I thought it was quite a good game, really. We we did well. I think that they 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 were a good side, and I think at times they gave us a lot of trouble. But at the other end, we gave them a lot of trouble as well. And it's I don't one thing, isn't it? 
yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and they 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 were able to put it away. I think we had a couple of flaky moments at the back, especially with their last two goals as well. I think we conceded from a corner, and they rarely ever score from corners. And obviously, that was that was an issue we were dealing with at that time. So yeah, but it does show that you know on our day we we, we can match them, and I, I know their fans were quite complimentary towards us after the game. They were very nice, weren't they? Yeah, and yeah. and and us if we draw that game, I don't think that too many people could have really complained. And but you know, just if we got a point for every every director that said to me this year, you've got a really good side there. You probably say it would be in the would be in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's exactly the same. We've we've bumped yeah. into fans on the way out so many times. We said, "Hey, you had a right good goal there. You, you keep playing that way." And I, I seem to remember. I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, but. Didn't Ryan Delaney put it wide when it was easy to score? You said it. That's, that <laughs> yeah. was right, wasn't it, Joel? That, that was right. Yeah. I was sat next to you in the stand, and we looked at it as if we looked at each other as if, "How's he missed that?" It was. It was. Yeah. It, it was a memorable one. It was a particularly was. memorable one. <laughs> and that could again, that could have changed the game. But I, I know we eventually did score with Cole, one of Cole's finer goals, actually, uh, with a, a, a that fantastic sort of half volley. But on the day, it was uh, a proper volley. Yeah, I, I seem to remember sort of um, both our, our wing-backs giving them a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Cooney set up the goal and Lee down the other flank uh, set up the, the open goal miss. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, then both them from fullback they did really well that day. Just you know, one of those where you know, we, we played well. We, I think that came just before our performances probably dipped a bit over November, December. And... I don't know, maybe that was a bit of a psychological hit that we played that well and didn't have much to show from it. But, you know, you just got to put that out. Like, like Charlie said, you, know, you just got to put that out of your mind. It's it's so hard to compare as well, you know, with the change in manager and, and the change in players even in January. It's difficult to kind of compare and say, we did this in that game, so we'll do this in that game. In, in this game, what, five months later or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to compare, right. really. It's, it's it's hard to say. We'll just have to see what Derek's been working on over the past couple of weeks. I seem to remember Oxford were quite easy on the eye, though. Yeah, they definitely were. Yeah, and to be honest, they've got quite a nice big pitch. I think our pitch is a little bit smaller. Probably makes it a bit easier to compress the space a little bit more. So, hopefully, we'll be able to restrict them from that kind of game a little bit. And uh, I go back to what Charlie said before: uh, three hundred and seventy tickets available left for Saturday, which against Burtonich is fantastic. So if you're listening to this on Friday, then get, get your mates and people from work come down and we, we could possibly have a full house. Uh, now, obviously, from that point of view, it's quite disappointing that we've got Oxford was cancelled because we're expecting them chasing promotion to bring quite a few on a Saturday, but maybe not as many on a Tuesday, Charlie. Yeah, it's a shame for you. I mean, um, it uh, always restricts how many you can take from a game, but at the same time, We'd probably rather play them after two weeks off with a reset, re, re, rejigged, uh, fresh. Yeah, I'm not saying what the result would have been, but we were on such a sustained run of, run of, you know, uneasiness, and uh, it's probably been a good, um, a good. It's probably better time to play them, even though the club won't make as much money. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but like you say, um, if we could, and and this changes everything, Les. If we can get three points off Burton. Um, it's kind of you, you. You can hit a roll then, can't you? Yeah, I, I don't think we've won two games on bounce this season, have we? No. So, like, say, if we get three points, at Burton, and I'm summiting my head, telling me we are doing so. I'm having that. 
It's not often I'm like that. I don't like predicting. Oh, yeah, that in the morning, I was getting to add it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Oxford, for me, have always been good. Carl Robinson, I think, is an excellent manager. Yeah. We, we trained at their training ground one, you know, a few times, and he's always chatting with us. But you watch him, how he takes his training sessions, plus with his staff, he's, he's top, top draw for me. And uh, if we can get, without, not lose on Tuesday anyway, against a team that's in the playoffs, even pushing for automatic, I think we'll do really well. Well, I hope I do hope you're right. Uh, and obviously, time will tell. We'll talk about it next Thursday and, and, uh, and see what we've got. But it, um, are, we, are, we, are we collectively happy with four points out of that? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take that. I think you look, you look at the other teams like around us, just we, we think we've gone a long time without a win, you know. I think they've gone even longer. I think Fleetwood might have won just afterwards, maybe. But you know, it, it's such a bizarre. It's kind of quite a bizarre situation. It's quite unique, really. And you just feel that you know, if you can get a couple of wins, then that really starts to turn the screw on, screw on the other teams a little bit. I'm, I'm sure they're probably thinking the same thing about us. So we've just got to hope that we're the ones to take the initiative on Saturday. Really, it's got to probably be on Saturday. So hopefully, we can do that. Yeah, uh, go on. I think we- Take something from Gillingham. They've just found a little bit of something. Not saying they're playing brilliant, but to beat Aki at Aki, it's fantastic. You know, and they've just had a couple of tiny other little results here and there, picking them points up. So if we can four out of six points by Tuesday, I think we might have pulled someone back in by then. Well, I think that's a fair point, Les, because obviously Gillingham... Um obviously gained something from the, what they call the new manager bounce. And yeah. obviously Wimbledon this week, at Wimbledon last week, were backing Mark Robinson and then they lost on Saturday and this hacked him. Yeah. So he's had the, he's had the dreaded, uh, the boardroom uh, seal of approval and within 72 hours is gone. And, and uh, obviously they've got an experienced man in now at, at Wimbledon, Joel. Yeah, I mean... It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. It's been a bit of a, it's been a slightly muddled situation with them backing him and them saying that you know decide to dispose of him. That you, you know you can tell what they're doing. They're, they're going for the bounce. Is it a real thing? And who knows? I, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to probably have a little bit of a study into it. And I think I might I might look well up later tonight. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I've obviously Gillian uh, managed to get that under Neil Harris. I don't think it was less. I think it was less of a bounce under Neil Harris, but I think he's had more time to kind of yeah. work on things. And yeah, I think he came back in the January and just was able to kind of get things set up a bit more. And you've seen the effect he had. Whether uh, uh, the new fella at uh, Wimbledon can do the same, who, who knows? Hopefully not. Few <laughs> things I'll say about the Wimbledon situation. First of all, that they're playing Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. <laughs> so if they get a manager bounce on that, then they, they, they deserve the points. <laughs> They're doing amazing work at the moment. Second thing I'll say is about how, what a nice guy Mark Robinson is um, when they came to Morecambe this year. I'm actually it was on a previous podcast, but my, I, my, uh, I came up with some Wimbledon fans from near where I live, and, and my son's friend, Harlow. He was, he was the uh, Wimbledon mascot, and he was the, the uh, Morecambe mascot. They're very proud of me, they're all the tatty, tatty crowd came off, like, running, running off the pitch. But after, we were getting the train back to London afterwards and Wimbledon were on the train. And uh, first of all, Mark Robinson came all the way from first class when Wimbledon was sitting, got, went and got my, my friends, two Wimbledon fan sons and my son, 
took them to took them to the Wimbledon carriage, signed all their shirts and all their memorabilia, and got all the team to sign all the stuff. Nice. He personally brought all the, the kids back to our seats, and the train broke down. And my <laughs> medication had worn off, and I was I, I couldn't stand up properly. We had to swap trains, and on that train there was dr- really drunk Fulham fans, uh, QPR fans, and uh, and and well, Wimbledon fans were obviously quite well to do, but. Yeah, it was quite scary on the on the platform where where everyone got kicked off the train. Mark Robinson let, looked after us, and then when, when it was a free for all, the new train came along, and Mark Robinson saw the bad way I was in because I hadn't got any, any, any drugs in me, and he invited us to sit in the Wimbledon carriage all the way home back to London to be okay. Nice. That was very nice of him. So uh, you know, I'm not sure, I'm sure he didn't listen to this podcast, but I'll always remember that how what a nice guy he was and how accommodating he was in several ways. And how he, he obviously, another guy said we did really well. We, we, we've definitely been safe this season, so hopefully he's hopefully correct. I bet you're sick of hearing that, Charlie, aren't you? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, look, looking at that, we'll, we'll all take four points from, from the next two home games. I'd snap your hand off. Final eight. point, sorry, on the, on, the, on the Oxford game. Go on. Leslie, I'd like to invite um, up to uh, ten members of your family and friends to be coming the, in, into the uh, box on... Uh, on Tuesday night at Oxford. I've got a job to do. <laughs> in the game. And uh, so if any of your friends and family want to come, you've got 10, 10 seats in the box, my friend, for, uh, to come and support the team. Um, you. I need to know the names quite quickly after Saturday. But um, whichever 10 you want, my friend, just give me the names, I'll, I'll, I'll get you fitted in. Debbie, yeah, Paul, Ian, Colette. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, that's that's fun, man. Appreciated. Um, I might take you up on it. <laughs> you don't have to come. Any, any, any friends or family want to come, come in the box for me? Oh, and my grandkids will love it. My grandkids will love it. Brilliant. That's really sweet of you, Charlie. That's, that's a brilliant effort. Uh, and uh, that, that, I'm sure, that, I'm sure your, your, your family will love that, Les, won't they? Right, well, I think we've mentioned it before, but Colette, the daughter, she's only been coming fully this season. Um, she's been to odd one, but she's been brought up with Morecambe and never liked football. The three kids, one's 12, one's 11, one's six, never kicked a football. And now all this memento has been going since we've gone up and the 12-year-old in the football team is not very good. And he knows, but he's learning. The, the other the other one never spent any money and he's been spending all his money in the shop and the daughter just she, she actually starts work at the club tomorrow uh, Saturday so um, doing what? well she used to clean at the school she's got about five jobs but she's oops I don't know if I'm supposed to say that <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll edit that she's only got one job <laughs> yeah um, and we've been looking sort of for a cleaner for the dressing room areas, the corridors, because, you know, like, we don't employ, like, a, a band of um, cleaners, and that'll be more or less her concentrated job. So, and so, like, after the game on Saturday, she'll do the dressing rooms and everything, and um, they'll be ready Monday morning for when the players come in for training, which, you know, it's usually me that cleans it, uh, Nikki does a bit. Um... Yeah, and it's not perfect. <laughs> so no. he's absolutely buzzing about it. 
And she wants to know how many season tickets she gets Charlie a season as well. As many as she, she wants to buy. Yeah, no, she loves it. They, they've never spent you, some... You think she's a bad luck charm? She's, she's never been to watch Morecambe until this year. We're in a dangerous position. So should, should she not be invited then? That's a thought on that as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, she'd be one at first after all the enthusiasm she's got. And that makes me really happy, Les, with all the stuff we've been doing to try and... It's not just about the football on the pitch, right? It's no. off the pitch. People everywhere. In the on, and like I say, 18 months ago, she wouldn't have even known there was a game on. She's into every fan's page. She's in, she, she comments on it, comments on everything. So um, she's massive into it now. <laughs> Strange how things change, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So there you go, and thank you oh. again. You're all right. We'll come on to you now, Les. Obviously, you've got you've got some. Obviously, when your family know you're on this, they'll all listen, and then so they'll know they're invited for Tuesday night. So you'll be getting inundated with the, uh, you know, hundreds of people texting you saying, "I'll go, I'll go, I'll go." And uh, Charlie, that's really, really kind of you. As usual, you are uh, top man and very, very thoughtful. So we'll move on to Les now. Um, like I said, I introduced you before as the six million dollar man. Uh, oh. Oh, is it six pills a day, man? Is that right? Six pills a day. And apparently the operation was about 15 grand's worth. Really? <laughs> so, All right. Well, you're, you're on the way to six million dollars then. We're getting there, yeah. Just a couple more things to... No, I don't want else to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned it will be a season you'll never forget for obvious reasons. Uh, so for those that don't know, talk us, through, talk us through the wigging game and how it panned out. Um, yeah, just we was actually in separate dressing rooms. They're still doing the COVID bit of Wigan, so we was under the East Stand. In Ma they've got changing rooms over there as well. Or oh, is that um, the rugby ones? No, I'm not sure if they use them. I think it's just community. All right, okay. But yeah. the massive, the bigger than ours, the massive, um, and it's like all set out there, but it's just not being used except for the away teams. So. Yeah, I took Derek Quinn with me. He's been helping me a little bit this season. As you know, Derek, uh, yeah, he, fell up on holiday and um, broke both his wrists, fractured his wrists. He wouldn't have been good at CPR with no wrists. Say again, sorry? He wouldn't be good at CPR with his wrists in plus, would he? <laughs> he could thump, thump, yeah. Um, but before the game, so obviously he couldn't lift or carry any. He took some over his shoulder. That was about it. So I've, and that's what I can't do now for that's, a little That's what turned it. That's what turned it. You thought, you thought Quinny was going to help you. And you, yeah. put, you put extra exert in yourself because Quinny had his arms. It's Quinny's <laughs> fault. <laughs> but yeah, we, we got set up anyway. We did it all. And then we went and had a KFC. <laughs> healthy <laughs> options. Healthy options. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm allowed him now and then. Um, <laughs> and then it got to about 20 to 3 quarter to three um, and I just walked past the gaff says I'm not going back it was a long way to dress you don't mind if I don't go back into changing rooms yet I'll go early just before end it for staff yeah no problem no problem and then Gibbo oh I went to talk to my family for a couple of minutes behind the goals and then the place started to go off and I, I started to walk across the pitch and Gibbo was there I said oh bloody hell mate it don't feel right good he says uh, Get yourself checked out. You look a bit, you know, 
I says, ah, it's right. We'll carry on for now anyway. If I'm on bench and I just fall over, just leave me for a while, will you? Get the game over with. He's like, <laughs> dead, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I said, I'll wait till Farney comes out. So Farney comes out and Gibbo must have told him and he says, not so, are you not so well? I said, no, I just feel a bit, ugh, you know. Um, so the, he got the doctor and he gave me a Rennie because I didn't have anything really other than a pain. Well, I, I'll say, all I'll say is that's a doctor for you. He was in the right area because doctor treats heartburn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I did that but within a minute or two, five minutes into the game. I, I spewed up right behind, right next to Squiz, right behind Squiz. <laughs> I, I, I managed to get a bottle of wash it away quick, and then the doctor come again and took us into the, the medical room. I managed to walk there, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. It's just oh, all. So were you suffering sort of tightness across the chest or, or oh, numbness, or what was it? From ten to three till. Well, quarter to three till ten past five past ten past three. Mate, honestly, I've never felt anything like it. Never felt anything. You know, people go through all sorts and people go through worse things. But mate, that's the most pain I've ever had. So the day after Wembley, when I got back at night and got into bed, I actually ended up with a kidney stone and in the hospital for three days. And that is painful as well, mate. Nobody wants a kidney stone, but obviously that doesn't affect you like this did. And uh, wow! And then the doctor comes in and they monitor on some things and everything, you know, little stickers here and there. And he says, is it, it, "It's happening now. You're going through it now." And it's like, wow! You know, and you were you were conscious there, thinking, "Uh oh." No, no, what? I was thinking more at daughter who'd just come rushing in because Squiz had given the call on before and the lad come running in. Yeah. And she looked more worse than I did, I think. She's <laughs> Dad, what's going on? What are you doing? Oh, I'm just having a fag, you know. I'm sliding here having a fag, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> the doctor made her go out because he said she'll stress you out more. <laughs> and then right in the medical room, didn't I? Right, oh, it was just, I felt that's more embarrassing than all. But them guys, the, the, med, the medical staff and the whole staff and everybody that helped the daughter, my son and the family, anybody and everybody at Wigan Athletic, thank you. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because uh, looking back at our history, um, it's strange for us now to be in the same division as them, but we were in the same division uh, many times they were in the Cheshire League, we were in the Lancashire Combination, but we had some great battles with them uh, on the pitch in the Northern Premier League, Les, as you remember. Well, yeah, I remember playing with him, but I don't remember any games. I swear I can't. I'm useless like that, mate. I'm useless. But I, don't, I, I remember Wigan scoring on that day. I was laying off bench and there was a massive scream and it wasn't us. Even though our fans have been great, making noise, the whole stadium rock when they got the first goal. Um, I was still in the room getting sorted then, and uh, what a noise! What so, a great. So, so then they, they very quickly got. Well, obviously, there's an ambulance on standby there, isn't there? Uh, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they called one or it was on standby. I'm not hundred percent. But obviously, they they decided to take you to Withenshaw because obviously it's a heart. It was a, a heart attack. So it's, yeah, it's one of the top ones. They alternate between North Manchester General, so and it was 
with insurance. But nearly died in ambulance because we nearly crashed. All right, not because <laughs> of the heart attack. No. <laughs> no, I was strapped in all right. And then you've got a guy next to us who's checking you over. Daughter was sat in front. Driver driving. And he had to do an emergency stop. And apparently he missed someone by about that much. <laughs> the, the one who's attending to me ended up on his backside. You know, <laughs> and I'm there just like, all oh, right, we've not gone now and we're gone soon, you know, sort of thing. So, but no, again, I'm not fault anybody from fans to staff in both the hospital and the football clubs, both football clubs and the fans at both clubs. Fantastic. I've met friends now that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> It's funny because I know, and I know Charlie was was alluding to it before that obviously you've had uh, literally hundreds and hundreds of people get in touch and send uh, you know uh, send you good wishes and what have you and it just yeah. goes to show you um, obviously you've been kit man since you know since the conference days uh, and it just goes to show you the the effects that you have uh, and you don't even realise it that must that must really really be the thing that's brought this home to you does it gets to you more. The more people you see, and the, I, I said on another interview, I was going to get me new pillbox, me seven day a week pillbox. <laughs> Everybody well, has one. That, that's pretty big. It sounds like <laughs> it is. It's each compartment's about that big. I've got to take it everywhere now. And there's a lady in there, and I sort of knew her face, but she says, "Hey, Les, you're, she had a mask on, and you're all right, Les." Uh, 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 yeah, thank you very much. She said, you don't know me, but I wish you all the best and all that lot. And she says, she sells programs or something like that. But that's the sort of thing, just a, just one person like that. So it, it must have an effect on some people somehow. Well, <laughs> Good it, I presume. The thing is, the thing is, Les, what you, what you don't, what you, like you, you said it, we're all, yeah, we're all Morecambe fans at heart. And that's why Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's on the board. I do crap like this. Joel does crap like this. You do what you do. It's all in our hearts, isn't it? It's it's just there because yeah. we've all been watching him since we were. I mean, all right, yeah, Joel's only in the eye to a grasshopper age-wise now, although he's taller than all three of us put together. But um, and it is in your heart. And when part of that family, uh, and it is permanent family because you've seen players come and go, and more managers than you know, etc., uh, etc. Et when part of that family is threatened. People come together and they come together because you're like, a, don't take this wrong, but you're like a fixture and fitting, Les, because you're, you're always there. Yourself is as well. You've been there since year dot, you know, so. I don't think that's particularly fair on, on Les, really, about it's been fixture. It's, it's Les is Les, and he, he, he could be someone who's fit, fixed and fitting but wouldn't have the same effect as Les. You know, his effect in no, the, I know it was, yeah, it was badly put. I apologise. From my personal perspective, like when we had the Parkinson's football team came and trained, trained for the day four, three, four years ago, he was amazing to them. We had the documentary that we didn't, that didn't, didn't go ahead then because of COVID, and they came and you know, I came up with the three days of following Les around. Like, that Les guy, absolute legend. Everyone he comes across. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Club, whether it's for twenty minutes every 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 day with the players. You know, you know. Another example: How many players comment on social media? How they ever none. Especially like Cole, for example. How they ever come on social media? He's commented every single thing about Les. You know, it shows, and all the players that have left three, four, five, ten years ago all commenting. 
you know, you, you took you, you touch people's lives, Les, and uh, it's really, really endearing. And, and uh, you know, we're going to get Brian in a minute because I was going to mention a couple of people, but I can't because they've passed on since. Who've who I trained, I've never been able to do it with money, so I've had to give me effort, put the effort in to do it, you know. And there's two or three who've died recently who've put the effort in, never really monetary gains out of it. I'm going Dickie Dancing. What a yeah. legend. What yeah. an absolute Exactly. You Legacy. Know. Legacy from all of them. Every club's got people like us. Yeah. And but it's I think I'm a decent person and a nice person. And that's what I'd like the club to be. Not perfect. The there's some people absolutely probably hate my guts, you know, and I might hate their guts. <laughs> but it's like you said, We've been there that long. It's part. It's it's inbred in us, isn't it? We're yeah. in, and to get out of it is difficult. I keep saying in five years I'm retiring. I will ask, nah, you won't. You can't. You won't do what else you. I don't know. I have to wait and see. But like I've said in previous times, as long as we leave it in a better place than when we first come, and I think the whole club has moved on so far. And we can move on even further. But it's been a short space. I've been 26 years now. That's not a long time. It, you know, it really, it's not a long time. Another 26 years, imagine how far else we could, we could be moving on. Yeah. A stand over the other side, you know. We might be buying the gym back and the pitches. We might even build hey, a new... Two work. more questions for Les before we move on to that sort of stuff. Number one... Um, what did you have to have from KFC? Bournemouth <laughs> <laughs> banquet. Bournemouth <laughs> banquet. And does that mean because of your because of your your um, plight at Wigan? What what is the coach away coach on the way home food food look like? Do we sometimes get in the mix on the away game? It's a close one like Wigan. It'd be Domino's. Is it still going to be like like? Like fish and chips that we get, or 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 are you going to have to? It's going to be like broccoli and cauliflower and stuff. Chicken Caesar salad, yeah. yeah well, um, under Robbo, he didn't really, he didn't want anything like that. Fish and chips, it was a no go. Um, I've got Chinese once, and he went ballistic. He says, "I love it, but can't have it." What did you end up getting on the couch then when Rob, Robbo was there? Mommy, it's Pete. Uh, Pizzas or wraps, chicken wraps, and that's it, quite basic, really. But they also started doing something from the kitchens to take with us and heat on the on the bus, like chicken dinners and stuff like, you know, salmon salmon dinners, stuff like that. That sounds quite uh, nice. But it was, uh, I haven't got receipt from Wigan as well. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anybody on to me yet chasing it. So can I pick up a few things that Les talked about there, Priest Freeze? Then, and yeah, of course you can. So you know, if people watch on YouTube, you see see behind me the uh, the uh, flamethrowers coming out of my head from the, the best day of my life and best day of everyone's lives in uh, Wembley in uh, in May last year. And uh, you know, the, the plan of the club was to be a competitive, sustainable League One club by 2024, and to move the club on in all ways we possibly can. For uh, getting better every day and in, in, in a little bit better every day, Absolutely. and uh, you know, no matter what happens in the next seven games, this club has come on so far. 
absolutely. Yeah, and we should not lose sight of that ever. You know, nope. I'm, I'm immensely, immensely proud of the, the small part I've had to play in that with James and the board. But every single person who comes to that match on Saturday has helped the club progress in in their own way. Right? It's not a disaster if we go down. No, no. We, we, we will. We will I'm, I'm not going to talk about that Les, at the moment because it's just the wrong thing to do. But you know, it, it, whatever right. happens. This club is 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 moving on in, in, into a better place, yeah. yeah. And even, even if that was to happen next season, we've still got two years, or because we do care, we're doing four or five. You know, we're not going anywhere. How are we, Les? Not hundred percent. So we will continue to improve this club as much as possible under, under the under the restraints or you know the, the, the limitations we have. We will, we will get better and we will improve and we will be a club to be proud of for the long, long term, no matter what happens in the next seven games. And I, I, think, that's, I think that's a lovely thing to say, Charlie, because it's, where, as, you, as you know, by, by your own plans, you're ahead of schedule, aren't you? Ahead of schedule, you know. I'm just speaking to Ben tonight about stuff we've been... With, you just have to look at what we've done, you know. Washing machines, the bloody change rooms in, in, in the home ground. Washing machines, you know, gravy, chips, you know. But, you know, I've, I've been facetious, but those little things weren't there. And if no, you had, had, had the little things from, from, you know, I know, I know, the, I know the, the, the covering the stand hasn't gone as well as it wanted to, but it will be done. But it's There's a few things that haven't gone particularly well. But what a great time we've had this season, you know. Of course we have. How exciting has it been to go to these grounds and... You know, Plymouth. I don't know if you came to Plymouth, but it was so. What a ground that is to actually be playing at that That's stadium. Yeah. It was just a, it was a privilege. It was a privilege, and I know, I know, I know we played in League Two before, but you know they're they're, they're a proper big, you know, time League One club. So you know, we we will try. I know everyone will be trying their best, and even if we, even if we the worst was to happen, it's not the worst that could happen, right? I know that. What I go through every day. Les knows that. What he what happens to him. <laughs> Exactly, you know, and there's a lot worse things in the world. Exactly. The same people will be, still be there. The same support will still be there. We'll still be the same football club, and I know we would have given it of all the things that the, the board have been to this year. We have given our best shot possible, and so has everyone else in the club. Even, even the players, you know, they've yeah, yeah. tried. There's been so many games where we've been. They tried so hard. Uh, 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 as much as they possibly could. I don't think anyone, anyone, I think on Twitter today about the, the, the amount of tickets we sold, someone, I think George Marshall said, no one can doubt the, say the fans haven't been behind us. No, no. Yeah. And uh, there's, uh, there's been very, very few games where, as a fan, I can say the team have come off and not given their all. That's true, isn't it, John? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think basically every game, really. I think. You see a few things after a few bad results kind of go around about players' effort and stuff. I think I think Stephen Robinson actually kind of put it quite nicely in the season. Sometimes it comes across like they might not be trying, but they're always trying. It's just sometimes you get in a bit of a rut with confidence, yeah. and it's hard it's hard to lift yourself up to those levels of performances. Or sometimes you just I don't know, just having a bad day it happens sometimes, but. You know, you can you can you look at you look at the players and the effort they're putting in, and it, you know they're putting so much effort. And you look at you look at Wigan. I thought they ran the socks off, but you just come up against the quality side when you're low in confidence, and the quality side you're high in confidence. So, you know, you can't say that they haven't tried and they've worked hard. 
and you know you just got to hope that that'll pay off over the next seven games. And something Charlie said before, which was that obviously uh, the the club has has moved on uh, to a, a you know a better place. We're in the highest position we've ever been in, and I know it's not particularly high in this division, but it's still the highest. You know, uh, and I thought it was quite fitting, really, because obviously with what's just happened to Les, you put that into <laughs> he moved off, Ealing moved off to a a better place, but thankfully he's still here with us, and that that in itself just shows you how. Uh, how fragile this situation is with us as footballers and football fans because and as we've said you know nobody's died and that's true because you know Les is here living proof you know he's lived through that he's sat here he's talking to us he's laughing his head off and and he's main concern is three points Saturday am I wrong Les? No it's exactly right whether I was here or not it'd still be everybody be wanting three points that's reality isn't it you know, so it's not about me, it's about the club. It's about all of us getting together as a club and supporting them players. Like I say, they don't go out not to try. No. Sometimes might look a little bit like that. They don't go out not to try. I can see it in the dressing rooms. They're all pumped up. They're wanting to be pumped up. They try, try yeah. to pump each other up. That's all anybody could ever ask. And go out there and we'll get three points on Saturday. I'm I'm still in touch uh, with uh, Paul Tomlinson, and uh, he he sends me emails uh, quite frequently actually. And obviously, he's not been coming since the COVID in- incident, so he's had two years where. He was, but he was watching, uh, and was in touch saying, oh, "I watched it on Saturday, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And obviously, a uh, bit young, bit young for Joel. But Charlie, remember Tomo was a fullback when we got promoted from uh, up to the conference from the Northern Premier League. And Tomo out of the blue said he just found out about Les. Can you make sure you tell him that I'm thinking of him and I'm really wishing him a speedy recovery? And that's from Tomo. I know. That's the sort that's, of guy. Bad yeah. that's, and that's the Morecambe togetherness. Um, yeah. we're, we're not a horrible club. You know, we're not horrible people around the club that are running the club. No. They're all decent people. And I've had Ryan Zico Black. Do you know, he, he's messaged me. Scott Wotton, who left us three months ago, he's messaged from Australia. He's just got a club and uh, doing really well out there. Um, I, I think I'm a friend with uh, Jacob Mensah's mum now as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a lovely lady. And th- I think that's what we give. And yeah. we see get it back. And like I say, the message is not only for me, but for the club as well. You know, we brought players back many times and they enjoy coming back. You get your grimmies. Yeah. I, I would even think if Coley wasn't, in, Coley wasn't involved in football, he'd come back and enjoy it as well. Even though we hate him at the moment. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't hate Coley. I, I admire Coley. Hate I admire Coley. I, I look, I, you know what Coley's like? He's, he's a winner. Yeah. Uh, he, he plays on kids at, at Monopoly and he want to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dead in, in October tw- in 2019, in, in, in uh, April, May 2022, we're going to be going to just finish our first successful season in League One. We're going to be staying in League One for a second successive season. What would you have said? You'd have said absolutely crazy. Yeah, you'd have got laughed out of town. We're in a position where we've got seven games, yeah. trying to stay in League One. If we actually do it, it will be an amazing, amazing achievement. If we don't do it, we're going to give it another go next year. Yeah, damn right. And that's what football's all about, isn't it? It's, uh, it's the hope that kills you, but it's why we keep coming back. 
Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. just I don't know why we do it. I actually don't know why. I think, it's, I don't, it's ingrained, but, that's why. It becomes it becomes uh it becomes like a drug, doesn't it? Yeah. I might not be on next week with James' turn, but um the Cambridge game, we owe them one from last year. Like, remember that game when Gibber got sent off and Oh, yeah, oh yeah. and then they got a, they got they got a penalty for the lad sticking his foot in front of Ryan Cooney. Oh, I, again, I can't remember. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd have gone to win the league if, that, if, that, if we won that game. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But that's strange, isn't it? That's this time, yeah, yeah, not Webley instead, yeah. so we'll take it. No, no, no. I mean, I'll take that all day. In fact, to be honest with you, if you said, if we go down, would you come straight back up? I said, yeah, but via the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Time off. I've <laughs> 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 only got two weeks off last time. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, yeah. Fair point, Les. That could have that could have driven you to the heart failure, couldn't it? That. Yeah, true. But you take it. You know, it's either six weeks by going up automatically off, or two weeks by playoffs. Oh, all right. Well, I tell you what. Then I will. We'll go. We'll go up as champions, and that that'll shut Aki fans up for a start. Yeah. So. No, no. But no. So, but I, I just, uh, from you know as well, David from. 200 fans on the um, town end. That one behind me. Yeah, yeah. I love that stand. I want that picture as well, by the way. You can't um, send it, yeah. <laughs> from, from, you know, watching 200 fans, you know, to Joel, who's, I don't know how long you've been coming, Joel, but you've met, you've done your bit as well. And Charlie, what you, you guys upstairs are doing a massive, massive job. So from where we've come to where we are now, I'm, I don't care if we're in Premiership. We're, well, not, not that's a silly thing to say, isn't it? But this, this um, just, just as an aside, and it's a bit of self-indulgence, me and Les used to play Saturday football for Middleton. Oh, no, here we go. No, no quick throws. But oh. uh, we used to finish, because obviously in winter you kick off at two o'clock because you, you're not posh, you ain't got floodlights. And me and Les used to get changed really quickly and race down if Morecambe were at home and try and catch the last 20 minutes, didn't we? Yeah. And the the best one of that was um, Marine at home, I think it was. Rolly Howard had never beat us. No, still hasn't. <laughs> still hasn't. And he was a legend in non-league management, wasn't he, yeah. with Marine? And when we turned up, I think we were 3-1 down. Yeah. With 15 minutes to go. Yeah. And we won 4-3. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was me and you, that's what, that was, that's what we were there for, to t- exactly. turn the look around. <laughs> exactly. Stevie Alden, Stevie Alden, I love that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 200 was there. Brilliant night. Right, Charlie, have we got any anything else updated? Um, tomorrow there'll be an announcement about coach travel to the uh, to uh, definitely the Cambridge game, maybe as well the Charlton game. Um, it's been a bit slow for a couple of reasons, which I'm not going to go into on the podcast, but trying to find a, trying to bridge a gap between the club providing it and the Trimps Trust providing it and availability of people to be able to marshal the coach and that sort of stuff. So Ben's going to make an announcement on that tomorrow. We've got a new the season ticket campaign going out for next season, um, which is really exciting, uh, which uh, which is going to be released the new branding that Two Stories have been doing, Rob Ellis' company, which is great. 
And then we've got the um, the, uh, the 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 the, the uh, goings on today on some of the land outside the ground, which uh, which uh, people might be wondering about. But uh, again, not going to go into it in full now. But the the point is to people that that is not Morecambe Football Club's land. It's that it's owned by the gentleman who's been doing the work today, and uh, not much we can do about it. Sadly, he's he's bought he's bought it at auction, and uh, Rod asked me to just make the point that uh, it's all going to get sorted out in the next few day few days. But uh, it's not our land. Yeah, we know. I, I drove past today and noticed the uh, Mizuma sign was leaning, <laughs> the concrete and whatever was leaning over, and I was like, "Oops, they're, they're not hanging about there, are they?" No. Um, so um, I want the last thing I want to talk about, obviously, is that, that it's been a hive of activity with a lot of volunteers down at the club this week. Uh, sorting amazing, out, amazing. Yeah, sort so, sorting out so much. Uh, of the stuff that's been donated to send, to send to Ukraine, Charlie. Talk us through that. Yeah, Rod Taylor's been a busy beaver the last three days. It's been an amazing effort by sent from players to fans to volunteers to everyone. You know, it, it, you know, it's just part of what we do as a club, right? You know, we, we, we look at, you know, <laughs> not, I'm not, not laughing in, 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 in a bad way, but, you know, it's like, just imagine if you lived in Ukraine. You know, yeah. surviving in League One or living in living in Ukraine, going through that, you know, yeah. puts it again puts it into perspective. So, hopefully, we've done a really good job um, together, and uh, we 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 provide the really done our bit to provide a, some uh, humanitarian uh, aid to those uh, much worse afflicted than uh, than uh, Morgan Football fans. And final question for Les: um, You'll be looking forward to the future now, Les. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope I've got a few years left yet. Uh, I'm sure you have. And uh, does, does, that involve, does that involve carrying on as we are and uh, looking forward to getting back to work? Yeah, I'm not allowed to drive for about a month uh, or lift. So if it's all right with you, Charlie, can I be a boss for a little bit and order a few people around? We're making sure that you are on this earth as long as possible, Les. So if you have to chill out for a bit, for, for, for a bit longer, I, it's not a I want to carry on. I can, there's a lot I can do. There's a lot yeah, exactly. of, well, we, we, I can do. So. You can do as much as you want within the realms of what you what the doctors and uh, yeah. the, the sensible people can well, I'm, I'm here, that's it. That's it. It's not about me anymore, please. It's been great, all this attention, but from, from tomorrow when I go back in, it's got to stop. So Yeah, this is, this is your uh, 15 minutes of fame. We'll be talking about the football next Thursday. Yeah, that's all I want to talk about now. You know, so I'll get enough with our lass. She's diet, got me dieting. I've lost a stone in a week. So, you know, oh, you done chopped a leg off? Hey. <laughs> You chopped a leg off. Yeah, not quite. It's probably the only way it would have happened previously, like, but uh, no, that's it. Just a bit of a different lifestyle, that's all. So let's move on. Yeah, good for you. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, I do appreciate it. Um, like I say, uh, it's lovely to talk to you because it, it came as a massive shock to everybody. Uh, and I, I got the message through. I wasn't at Wigan, but I got the message through saying you'd been taken to hospital, and I was like, oh, "Ah, nightmare," you know. And the game became sort of incidental for me. I was sat there watching it, thinking, "This isn't good." So, uh, as somebody I've known for a thousand years, it's really nice to talk to you and take care of yourself. Thank you very much, and Charlie, thank you very much. 
Joe, thanks a lot. I don't know what for, but <laughs> being a Morecambe supporter. <laughs> Smiling in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, no, top man, top man, thank you. Charlie, once again, thanks a lot, mate. No top problem, mate. We're, we're here for you, mate, we're here for you. Thank you. So that's been uh, the latest podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, there will be people down at the club on Friday morning still doing stuff for the, uh, for the Ukraine uh, charity. If you want to go and help out, you'd be quite welcome. Uh, and from uh, speaking to a couple who were there today, there's pl- still plenty to do because uh, there's lots of tidying up as well. But um, look, forward Joel, first, look forward to the first game of the season on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. First game of the mini league. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to call it, isn't it? So, uh, Joel, anything else from the Trust? No, not really. Just kind of working away with with, with uh, coach travel, starting to look a little bit ahead to, to next season of what to what goodies to put in your uh, in your little little bag that you get at the start when when the memberships get renewed. But yeah, just kind of keeping ticking over really. And uh, just a, uh, the final little story: uh, we were on the coach. We got on the coach to Shrewsbury, and uh, Jack was looking after the coach, and uh, I. I got, I got obviously. I, uh, Tom decided he was going to come on it. Uh, Tom Collins, uh, and I had another mate. He uh, messaged me about two o'clock saying he's the room. So I, I emailed Jack, and he got back to me. And then he got he he, he uh, revealed a little surprise because obviously uh, Glenn Cooper, who was my co-commentator for Donkey's Years, was I booked him on that coach, uh, and he got on. And Jack came up and went, "Oh, uh, he he told me already." And he was like, "Glenn's membership membership's lapsed, so it's sixteen quid. What do I do?" I went, "Tell him." So, uh, so uh, I said, "That's we've dropped down to six nine nine members now, Glenn." And he was like, "What? Oh yeah, I haven't renewed mine." So he, he do you know something? He paid for the whole season there and then. So <laughs> there you go. So we're back up to seven hundred. Don't panic. <laughs> so yeah, this has been uh, Shrimpnet. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I, I hope we have a fantastic weekend, and I hope you know we have a fantastic time. Leslie's family in Charlie's box on Tuesday night, and I hope we get. If we get a, get a point or three points out of either of those games, uh, every point is valuable. So up the stream. If you don't freeze, there's five more games in the middle to go. Oh yeah, it's not over till it's over. I'm a firm believer in what James says: never ever give up, because you just never know what's going to happen. And uh, stranger things have happened. People have people have been uh, absolutely, utterly out of it at Easter and still survived. And we're not even at Easter yet, so who knows? So thanks for listening. Join us again next week when hopefully we'll be talking about two marvellous home wins. Mm -hmm.